Dancers have a lot to balance. From their pirouettes to their jumps, a dancer's performance is a direct result of hard work and motivation. So where does food fit into this? There's a lot of myths and a ton of antiquated ideals about what a dancer's diet should look like. And I'm here to dispel those. I'm Rachel Fine, registered dietitian nutritionist and founder of To The Point Nutrition. I'm the dance nutritionist and I'm here to tell you that to be a successful dancer, you don't have to diet. Instead, I'll teach you how to use food as your best tool to enhance your performance. A nourishing meal plan not only fuels your dancing, but also enhances your strength, improves your balance, supports your flexibility, and most importantly, reduces your risk to injury. Hi. Hey. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Good. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. Yes, of course. And I'm so excited to, to talk to you about all the wonderful things about health. Absolutely. And I'm excited to pick your brain about it too. Uh, Amanda, yeah. why don't you give us a nice introduction, your journey from where you started to where you're at now? Yeah. So um, for everyone who doesn't know me, I'm Amanda Smith. Um, I'm originally from Orange County, California. Mm danced at Anaheim Ballet. I mean, several schools in California, but the last school that I was studying was at Anaheim Ballet. Um, and then shortly after that, I auditioned for many like uh, colleges around the country. Um, for me personally, my parents were very much like, you're going to college, you know, very you know, education um, forward. So I ended up going to SUNY Purchase. I left uh, California when I was uh, 17 turning 18. Mm -hmm studied at SUNY Purchase for four years from 2008 to 2012. Um, and that last year at Purchase, I was auditioning for ballet companies everywhere. Uh, ended up going to North Carolina Dance Theater, which is now Charlotte Ballet. Mm -hmm. um, I studied there for, or I danced there for about three and a half years. Um, and then I left and I left without a job and I went to New York City, the big city, and I freelanced for about a year and a half-ish. Um, and I just kept hustling because, you know, New York City is just that hustle and bustle life. Yeah. I've been many times for Dance Theater of Harlem. Um, finally, in 2017, I was hired and now I dance for Dance Theater of Harlem. Awesome. So a couple things. You made a very big jump from being in California, born and raised, yes. to coming here in my neck of the woods, New York. Yeah. Um, but I've only heard amazing things about SUNY Purchase. So how was your experience there? Yeah, um, I will definitely say at first it was a big culture shock. Sure. Um, and in fact, they have a like annual like event that happens that's called culture shock because there's so <laughs> people that come from all over because they're so known for dance and acting and all that good stuff. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was definitely very new for me. Um, not just the weather, but the people and, um, the environment, the dance environment was different. Even, um, people were definitely more open and more, um, like I was so used to being like reserved and shy and I felt like I was able to, I was like, this was a place for me to be able to really express myself. Um, and that was very, for me uh, and yeah it allowed I think purchase really allowed me to think wide open which is one of 
purchases like main you know goals when you leave purchase they want you to be able to go out into the world with um an open mind so i feel like i left there with that um, yes one thing i experienced dancing in college was the ability for it to have broadened my not just technique but learning so much more about the different genres not really i had come from a small studio so being in more of a bubble where you're training did you feel the same experience when you came to purchase yes most definitely um like you said it was i felt like in orange especially orange county california it was very much uh, a reserved kind of bubble like you said yeah. and new york even though it was in westchester county um, I got a taste of everything. And with at SUNY Purchase, you have to, you know, even concentration is in ballet, you're still required to take gram and, you know, these other forms of modern and you have to take a, um, like a choreography class, composition class, you know, just so you're, you have all the options, no matter what happens, you have, you know, this plan A, plan B, plan C, plan D, you know, you know, you're open to everything. And I really appreciated that because I think it allowed me to go after leaving uh, purchase out of, you know, going out of school, going into the professional world. It allowed me to be more open to other forms of dance, even in a ballet company, you know, when other choreographers come in and they want to experiment, I'm always like, I'll try it, you know? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. Because one thing that you learn when you do make that, uh, shift into college and then of course professional life is that even those ballet companies are doing a lot of variation in their repertoire and in order to be able to um, mend to that and uh, you know feel comfortable in that it, it takes a lot of work and of course that experience that you experienced at SUNY Purchase likely really helped. Oh definitely definitely and I feel like especially like right now at Dance Theater of Harlem, we have some like contemporary ballet choreographers that have come in and, you know, they just want to see stuff. They just want to see if a friend, see how you improv or whatever. And I think without the SUNY purchase experience, I would have been a little more timid to trying new things. So, and that's why I'm a huge believer in going, I think not going straight to a company right away. I think it's important I don't know. I think the college experience is kind of important to kind of get used to being on your own as well um, yeah. and all of that stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And just to dive into that a little bit, because I also have that similar experience of having that academic uh, framework in addition mm -hmm. to still continuing dance, yeah. in my opinion, helped with just broaden like who I am as a person, who I am as not just a dancer, but that bringing that experience to my dancing in the studio, on the stage. For me, it was as crazy as it sounds, clinical nutrition, but that experience that I had studying that, yeah. I was able to bring to dance. So did you have a similar experience in your academics at Purchase? Yeah, I feel like for for me too, I think I really love to to write. Yes. So my idea when I first got to school, I was like, I'm going to double major and I'm going to do journalism and dance. Now that didn't happen because dance <laughs> my life. Yes. But, you know, I think having that extra, like, those extra journalism classes and communication classes also was, I was able to kind of bring into the artistic side, um, like, you know, both kind of intertwined, you know, and. I was able to bring the creative side of dance into my writing and vice versa. Um, so, and I used to get ideas from dance with my writing. So it kind of was a cool kind of um, 
uh, teamwork thing with the journalism and the writing and the dance. So eventually I would like to, because of that, because of that experience, I, I would like to write for dance or, or, you know, just something to do with dance, but in, in writing together, report for dance news or something like that. I don't know. But yeah, uh, yeah definitely, it definitely helped going forward into my career. Absolutely. And then to sidetrack a little bit, I'm curious, was there ever a point, whether it was in your pre-professional training, whether it was in your college training or your professional training, or maybe your freelance work, mm -hmm. um, where you started to connect the dots with food in regards to like what I'm putting in my body is having some impact on what's coming out with the studio? Yeah, I would say it was, <laughs> I feel like it kind of sort of started to click senior year of college. Hmm really actually kind of click until I was in the professional world. Um, when I started to feel, you know, the differences between when I didn't feel my body and when I did, you know, and so, yeah. and it was always trial and error. Um, you know, you, everybody's different. Every individual, everybody has a different way of, or what's good for them. Um, and I think, yeah, it took me, took a second for my, for, to understand what I needed for my own self, um, especially going into performance mode, um, especially day of performance. That was the big, biggest thing was how much, how much did I need in order to, to really feel good on stage and not shaky or, or too much. Yeah. And a couple points just to break down into that. The first thing being, it's so easy, especially when we're in both college mode and then probably when you were in the city, I experienced this myself, just the hustle and bustle of New York, um, especially when you're doing that freelance work, going from various studios, various stages, literally being all over. I mean, you could be on like 92nd Street at 10 a.m. and then 1130, you're like down in Chelsea, it is so easy for dancers to forget to eat and under fuel unintentionally. So, so often on my Instagram and what I educate as a, as a dietitian for dancers is about not having a restrictive lifestyle when it comes to food. But what often doesn't get enough airtime is the fact that dancers are very prone to having unintentional restrictive lifestyles just because they're balancing so much. And then on top of that, we're more physically active than the average person, which and physiologically blunts hunger cues, makes it where we could go like many hours without, without feeling too hungry. And then all of a sudden you're like famished. Yes. So that trial and error that you experienced, especially in regards to learning how to fuel more intense days, like those performance days, in my opinion, really exemplifies how important it is for dancers to take a couple steps back sometimes and just assess, how do I feel at this moment? Like, am I feeling shaky? Is this a sign that I might need to be more proactive and plan ahead in regards to meals and snacks? Yeah. No, definitely. I think for me personally, I have to, and I'm still working on, I mean, it's, I think it's an ongoing journey, especially in this, in this career, as you get older and as you get more seasoned, you even learn more about what you need. Yeah. I think even now, I think I need more food than I did a couple of years ago. Um, and for me, it's planning ahead. That is like the number one thing. And I'm really bad at it sometimes. <laughs> Some days, if I don't wake up early enough, I don't bring the snacks that I need. And so, you know, that ends up being really bad, especially if you have a really heavy rehearsal day. Um, oh, my gosh, that's the worst. And I'll have just like a granola bar. And I'm like, I need more food. Like, you know, so yeah. 
really, really, really vital to plan what you're going to eat the next day or what you're planning to do. Even if it's that morning, just have an idea of how much food, you know, you need to bring or you need to buy on your way there. You know, I used, there's a grocery store by DTH and I'll get some stuff there before I go to go into the studios or at lunchtime, there's like a cafe right across the street. Try to get as much, you know, stuff that I need uh, during that time so that I'm ready for the rest of the day, you know. So it's definitely really important to to uh, do that and then have a really good dinner. I find that it's and, and look forward to it. I really look forward to I always look forward to eating. Mm -hmm. um, and so dinner time, especially after a long performance day or a long rehearsal day, um, you know, it, I get excited. I'm like, what am I going to make tonight? Now, sometimes I'm not in the mood to cook like all of us especially in new york city we're just there's just so much going on. um but have a plan at least as to what you're going to eat um so that you're not just eating whatever or and you don't you know you don't want to feel like crap the next day you want to feel like ah, i fueled myself enough so that i'm ready for the next day yeah so just a couple things you bring up so many good points the first is that those times where you are fueling your body for you i hear from a lot of dancers not all dancers but most dancers i chat with um that priority is dinner because it's like you're running around most of the day dinner if that is your time where you're you're sitting you're back home of course you might be tired it might involve if you know the maybe ordering in something of that's that's right. practical having something convenient um but if that that sounds like it's somewhat of a special time for you and I love hearing that you enjoy that time especially when it comes to just food and eating because a lot of dancers do have those struggles in regard to their relationship with food and everything that you're exemplifying in regards to coming to terms with this idea of like loving to eat and loving to feel your body and seeing it as an opportunity to even plan for the next day so that you're setting yourself up to have energy for the next day all of this shows that none of this can be done if someone is following like a restrictive type of diet or lifestyle. And it just seems, and you can maybe agree or disagree with me that that would just literally be impossible for you. Yeah, no, it's, it's really hard. And I will say, because I, I personally am a vegan, but it's not, mm -hmm. it's not because, oh, I'm trying to be a certain size, sure. nothing like that. It's strictly for the animals and, you know, the, the, process of meat in this country and whatnot. Um, so that's a side note, but restrictions other than that, like I don't have, like I try to be open to any types of foods, um, any genre of food. Uh, during the pandemic, I was really excited to go on YouTube and just like see what recipes were out there to try. And what's fun about, you know, vegan, being a vegan, like I get to kind of recreate these traditional meals as a vegan. and. And I love that I get all my vegetables in and, you know, so I definitely found that in quarantine. I had a lot of fun just kind of recreating meals and finding new recipes. I was like doing a new recipe, I feel like every other day. <laughs> I love that. I think I agree in regards to, I think it's so much fun to experiment with recipes and turn them plant-based. Um, I support all dancers in regards to whether you're vegan, non-vegan, vegetarian, whatever it might be. I totally support it. It's all about intent. And it sounds like your intent is uh, honestly spot on in regard to animal welfare, sustainability, and so forth. I 
which I think those are extremely important priorities to consider. Yeah. Um, so I fully support that. And I think that I agree, especially in New York City, there are some awesome uh, restaurants out there and just ways that you can experiment with different recipes. And one question that I always got during quarantine from dancers was like, should I be eating less because I'm dancing less? My answer to them was always literally exactly what you're doing, which is don't think about that. Take your time now to think about how you can have fun with food. Experiment yeah. with recipes, like utilize your time in the kitchen and so forth. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like because I learned like so many new recipes during the pandemic, I'm like, oh, I remember this recipe. Mm. Quarantine, I can kind of have that for dinner tonight. You know, well as before, I didn't have all this, I didn't have a lot of recipes to choose from. So I purposely wanted to have more, like a plethora of, you know, recipes to choose from when I was um, cooking dinner after long, 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 long rehearsal days. Yeah. So. That makes a ton of sense. Amanda, are there any like pre-performance rituals specifically in regard to like food or even maybe um, warming up that you have found work for you now that we're finally back to performances and in-person live events? Uh, yeah, for me, so I definitely, I don't drink coffee on um, performance days. I always drink tea because I feel like it's a nice calm and cool energy because um, a lot of times because of the performance, you already naturally have that adrenaline. And in that is enough to get you like really excited and um, um, not anxious, but very hyped. So I try to stay calm. Uh, so I'll have like a tea, like a ginger tea or a chamomile tea. Um, I take a nap, like a, a quick like 30 minute nap, just like a power nap, just to wake myself up again, especially if we like had a tech earlier in the day or a couple rehearsals during the day, I want to like kind of recharge and start all over. And it's a new day when when it's time to get ready for performance. Mm -hmm. uh, and what else do I do? I roll out my calves. I have a Theragun. Oh, nice. my dig into the calves. Ooh, oh, my gosh, I really want to get one. Is it yeah. worth it? Completely worth it. Uh, it's it's on my list. It's I do that on my calves and like the bottoms of my feet so that yes the floor and when I put my point shoes on I can really kind of try to articulate through my feet in the shoe. Um, and then if I have a hard pair of shoes, I just bang it against the cement or the wall or whatever it is, just so mm -hmm. that it's um, against the stage floor. And I listen to gospel. I love. That. I listen to gospel music to kind of get me in the mood spiritually and physically, mentally, and just get me in the right headspace and kind of remember why. Because a lot of times I think when we are dancing and we're dancing so much and performing so much, I feel like we forget why we're doing it after a while. And I, I don't want to lose that feeling. You know, I don't want to lose the feeling of, okay, there's a reason why I'm here. There's a reason why I was woke, like I woke up this morning um, there's a reason why I'm here on the stage today. There's, there's reasons for everything. So I kind of like the gospel and, and just like listening to what God has for me today. I'm like, well, I'm here for a reason. I'm here to share. And a lot of us in the company, we say there's nothing to show only to share. Mm. I think that's kind of like the most important thing at the end of the day is just kind of like going back to that moment of why you do it before you step foot on the on the stage. I love that. That That's very beautiful. Um, and 
it's just not so different in regard to when we're talking about food and nutrition and a dancer's relationship with food. It's very easy for dancers to get very focused on the physicality of what food does for their body because mm -hmm. it's very important. Like as athletes, so I'm, a, I'm a certified sports nutritionist and sports nutrition is something that is very important for a dancer in regards to like pre-performance planning and recovery. But a lot of dancers also have the tendency to be perfectionists. So when we kind of mend those two together, it can create uh, an atmosphere that's very obsessive around nutrition and food. And it's very similar to what you're saying in regards to intent and, and remembering food is not only meant to support us physically that's definitely a role but it's not the only role it can also support us emotionally like you said in the beginning of our live that you genuinely look forward to your meals and your time with food <laughs> yes yes and I, yeah i think it all like at the end of the day i think it all connects like there's a reason food is here you know it is to fuel us no matter if we're dancing or we're playing basketball or we're in the office doing, you know, whatever, or you're doing a surgeon, it doesn't matter who you are, or what you're doing, food is important for life. And I think that took me a while to get to this point, to this point, sure. like I said earlier, it's like, it's still an ongoing journey, um, especially as dancers, you know, because we, we upset, we start to obsess over the body image thing. And that naturally kind of comes with the territory of dance, but it's like we like we were saying, it's like remembering why you do it, and and um, and being able to enjoy the food that you eat is just like kind of the biggest thing. And I think once you once I started enjoying food and, and just like you know what this feels so good, I like to not count calories and to not do any of that stuff. It just felt so. I think things started to change. Things started to shift. Yeah. Just. Like too um and not just like like physically or anything like that but just more so like how I think about going about life and and not trying to not worrying about every little detail because as dancers we're perfectionists yeah and I think just being like ah, oh, it's food like it's it's here for me you know and I sh I'm enjoying it and um kind of helped me live a, le a less worry life you know yes especially Absolutely. living in this crazy time and world. Yes. Yeah. There's way more to be worried about, right. Than, than your calories. Um, but that being said, I know a lot of dancers struggle with it. Just these words alone, calories, so fearful for so many dancers. And it's so important to remember that calories literally, that's your energy. Just like you said, energy coming from food, food is your fuel. This is what your body needs to get through your dancing, to get through your day to day, whatever you're doing, whether it's working or walking, whatever it is. Because as dancers, we're trained to micromanage our technique. There's a reason for it. It's important for our technique, but at the same time, we also have to figure out how to find where we're micromanaging too much and where it's actually becoming detrimental to us moving forward. Yeah, definitely. I think I definitely feel like I did that in like, I guess, high school, the end of high school, oh, like those teenage years, definitely mm -hmm. going into college, I was kind of doing that. Um, but just like kind of weird, like, I don't know, just like weird eating schedules and mm. not eating consistently. And, and, and when I was eating, it was just like, why am I eating this at this right. Like, you know, think, thinking back now, I'm like, okay, those were me, my trial and error days. Um, yeah. 
and yeah, like it's a continuous thing. And um, yeah, it's just, it's really important to know that like this food gives you energy. And if you want to be able to continue to do what you love, which is dance or whatever it may be, you do have to, to, to feed yourself, you know, in the right way and, and enjoy, enjoy it. It's, it's so good. <laughs> Absolutely. So Amanda, my final question for you, I ask this to everyone is how would you define what it means to be the healthy dancer? How I would define being a healthy dancer. I think it's a, it's a balance. It's, it's everything. It's not just food. It's not just physicality. It's not just your mental. It's everything. It's spiritual. It's, it's all one thing. It's all grouped into one thing. For me personally, like I was saying, I think I put that into one category because you have this one body and that contains everything, the mental, the physical, the everything. So I think all of it comes together and allows you to be the spectacular human that you are. And um, yeah, I try to go about my life just thinking like that. And again, it's an ongoing journey. I feel like um, it, it's, it never stops. It never stops. You never stop. Obviously, you never stop learning. It's a, it's, you know, a constant reminder about how food is so important as well for me too. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think it's just remembering that it's an all, it's all in one, one piece and that creates this, uh, this healthy person. Yeah. And I just want to throw one more thing in there. I've been doing these lives since 2020. So it's been about two years and I really don't vary the questions much with everyone I interview, but I will tell you with every live that I do, something new comes out of it. A new new perspective, a new idea, a new way to look at something. And it's all coming from dancers like yourself, which I think is truly incredible that's why I, I continue them because it's like the information never ends up being repetitive there's always a new perspective to learn about just like you said that learning process never ends it, it is a full-on journey whether you're learning yourself like your body and what it needs or you're learning anything in this world yes yeah no I definitely agree I think um everything yeah like just like we were talking about just everything is is a new perspective every time I talk to anybody about food or or this career it's just so you know and it challenges me too to think in different ways and um i think i I thank you for this because this is also helpful for me um, as a professional you know like i said it's just even as like as of last week we had our city center performances and i was struggling to find time to eat because it was go 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 so it's still you know it's still a constant reminder you have to have to heal yourself and I always know when I'm like I didn't eat enough I'm like you know you start to have the shakes and and that's the worst feeling in the world you don't want to feel that you want to feel solid you want to feel good and Mm. um, yeah it's just it's it's really really important so um and it's been like yeah even going back to when I was younger I, I remember like there were times where you know you look at yourself in the mirror and you don't and you have this like body image thing as a dancer. I, it took a while to realize like, this, this is how God created me. This is how I was made. Now, how am I going to feel myself and give myself the energy and the, the greatness that it needs so that I can succeed in my journey? Because my journey and my body is different than the person next to me. We cannot compare. That's one thing that I can say, and I want to say to all young dancers, is just you really, really can't compare your body or your mind or your anything to anyone else because 
completely different human being. And so what fuels that person, it may not fuel you. So that's why it's, like I said, a trial and error, because I used to try to copy other people. And I, it was just not, you know, it didn't work for me because I'm a different person. So yeah, it's a constant, a constant thing happening. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm going to add something to that because it's been coming up so often and it yeah. doesn't get spoken about enough, but not only should dancers not compare themselves to the dancer next to them, but they also shouldn't compare themselves to who they were a couple years ago. Oh, most That's a big one. That's a huge one. That is a huge one. Oh, I'm so glad you brought that up because I feel like I'm at a, a space right now too, where I'm, I would say a transition phase. I feel like yeah. we all, and I'm remembering what I was like a few years ago. And now I'm like entering my, I'm in my thirties. Yeah, same, same. <laughs> Person, like I'm learning everything, relearning food, relearning what it, it means to be Amanda. You know, it's, it's yeah. a big deal. And it's going, you're going to have these, these ups and downs. Um, every day is going to be a different feeling. And I would say like, it's important. I don't know if you, you know, I, I, I would think you would agree, like it's important to like accept, understand what that thought is or that feeling is and let it go. Like, oh, okay, yeah. completely like, all right, this is how I'm feeling today. I'm not feeling myself or whatever that is. That's what that is in that moment. Okay, it's gone. Like, yes. It's also so easy to relate those feelings to just being like about body image when in fact, what we need to do, not only let it go, but also ask ourselves like, what really is going on? Did I get enough sleep last night? Did I eat enough yesterday? Am I feeling stressed out because I have a lot for me, like a lot of work to do or for you, maybe you have a, a big performance coming up. There's this, there's a certain level of anxiety going on in there. So I think it's, it's really important. Let those thoughts go and make space for the, potential that it's not only related to food and body it could be related to so many other aspects of our lives exactly yeah I've had to go through that as well and I think it's also too for me it's pressure like when yeah. going, like I feel not even pressure from other people but like pressure from my own self yeah. because if I've done certain ballet before and I know that I've got I've done it at such a high bar maybe and I'm like okay how am I going to do better than what I did last night or or last year or the year before like thinking like that and it's like no you can't think like that this is a completely new year this is a complete then yes. like you have to kind of go about it as if it's a new completely everything and not think about the fact that you did five pirouettes this year I I, I will say during quarantine I think what helped also along with making fun recipes and stuff like that was just focusing more on because we didn't have space obviously in our apartments and things um was focusing more on just like how am i gonna use my feet now how am i fingertip like what mm -hmm. am i doing with my porter bra how straight can my leg go you know like small mm -hmm. that that kind of intertwined with everything else and i think honestly helped me coming out of the pandemic and getting back on stage um, kind of helped me get there to where I am now. <laughs> That's awesome. That's so great to hear. Great for any dancers out there listening who might be injured, who might be sitting out of class right now for whatever reason it might be. And just to realize that even that is an opportunity to work on something that's going to help you down the road when you are able to get back into the studio. 
Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Amanda, you have given us such wonderful insight. I cannot thank you enough tonight. Thank you so much for having me. This was wonderful.